Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here with my co-host, Dustin Smith. Dustin, man, we're here to talk about the 89-56 to victory for the Auburn Tigers over the Missouri Tigers, man. Auburn put on a complete performance last night. Man, I just got to get your thoughts about, I mean, a complete effort, man, on both ends of the floor. Let me hear it, man. Best game of the season. Absolutely. Best game. 40 minutes of good basketball. Yep. Um, Beautiful, man. And, and we talked about it. Me and you talked about it just texting back and forth during the day. We're mm-hmm. just not going to lose two games in a row at home. That's just – Absolutely. And we're just we're, – we're still too good of a team for that. Neville is still too hard of a place to win for that. And the thing that I like the most about this win, bro, is that – if you listen to Bruce's press conference after the Bama game and then his pregame presser coming into the game and then some of his like comments just in, you know, in the media leading up in the days, he was very clear. He was open with his team. This is a must win. Yeah. You lose this and not only are you in trouble in the tournament, but you're, you're, you're just, you're probably going to just keep sliding. Like you mm-hmm. need to write the ship Tuesday night. And yeah. Bruce is a master motivator. I think it's one of his best qualities right, right up there with his defensive prowess, which we'll get into in a second because the game plan was brilliant. And that's that sticks out to me was this is a veteran team. I've been on them. You've been on them. A lot of people have been on them about yeah. how veteran they are to make some of the mistakes they made. But we won a game where Wendell Green didn't make a field goal. So mm. we scored 89 points in a game where Wendell Green didn't make a field goal. Um, mm. a, lot, a lot to like about what happened last night. Mm, man, you know, Dustin, we were we were on this team and we said that on our last episode that maybe Auburn needed to take a step back, look in the mirror and and realize that they were a bubble team. And we were wondering where the locker room was at. And I think we found that out last night. OK, mm-hmm. this team has not. They've not argued with each other. You can tell they're still uh, tighter than ever. All right? The relationships are still there. And what a phenomenal performance last night like you said man a a complete game a full 40 minutes and one thing that really stuck out to me okay Auburn holds Kobe Brown to seven points Dustin season average right there 16.1 points per game man Missouri's go-to guy on the offensive end and Auburn shuts him down talk a little bit about what Auburn did on the defensive end last night man if it wasn't for some of the players at Alabama 
Kobe yeah. Brown would be my SEC player of the year. He is mm. that good. Uh, part of this, I think, is you saw Jalen on him a lot. We switched defenses a little bit, but you saw Jalen on him a good bit. Jalen knows Kobe Brown. They played AAU ball together. They know mm. each other very well. And uh, so, you know, if you got – I've been playing with you for since we were 12 years old. I'm going to know you. Uh, that's a fact. That's part, that's part of it. And then the game plan seemed to be – did pretty much the same game plan versus Alabama. The difference was Bama didn't have – or Missouri didn't have the length that Alabama had to punish them. I mean yep. – we we were plus twenty in rebounds. We just dominated them in the paint, and there was I mean, well, they have eighteen points in the first half. There was three or four possessions there in the first half where they just had nowhere to go with the ball. They did they didn't even get a, a shot up a couple of times. Yeah. They were looking like some of our struggles that we've had in the past on offense. Uh, and that was it was effort. Obviously, the team has to give effort and execute. And I think that they everybody was locked in last night and played hard and. Bruce just you just had a feeling like Bruce had something cooked up. He knew we needed this one and the defense had been playing it had been sketchy lately and they came out and man left no doubt like that was that was I was worried where we were trending defensively. Missouri is the third ranked offense in efficiency in the NCAA and mm. look what look what we did to them. Mm. And where do we rank shooting threes, man? It's like 300 and what 20s yeah yes yeah, something crazy like that and and look at what auburn did behind the arc last night man i mean incredible nine of 18 nine of 18 all right zip come on now hey what have we been preaching on this podcast dustin all right zeb jasper katie johnson gotta give win some help right yep. and look at the threes that were falling last night man uh auburn you go nine of 18 all right you shoot 50% from three, uh, you go, what, 32 of 66 from the field for 48%. I mean, it's your best shooting performance of the year. You know, and, and look, a lot of people made the comparison, Dustin, to the 2019 team, and I kind of got a little aggravated at that because I was like, hey, look, you're messing around with some real sharp shooters, and I think <laughs> it, you're taking a shot at that team. But I get what they're trying to say is – is that team was also a bubble team with a couple mm -hmm. weeks left in the season, and they really turned it on. Did we see an Auburn team turn things on last night and maybe catch a little momentum with knowing the, the schedule that they have coming up and the games remaining that they have to win and also the opportunities with Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama closing things out? If you win Saturday versus Vanderbilt, which is an important game for a number of reasons, we're – Eight and four, or eight and five. We're eight and five in the conference. They're eight seven and five and in the conference. They're seven and six. Um, and there's a there's a big stack right there. I mean, you can the third spot down to yep. about the ninth spot. It is jumbled up. So these games are important. Kentucky's in there. A lot of these teams we're playing are in there. Um, if you can build off of it, if you can build off of what you did last night and get a mm -hmm. win versus a very good team, a very well coached team, they have they run NBA stuff. Obviously, if you know their coach. They they yep. run some really nice sets. They run when you watch them, you're like, whoa, this is a college team. They're efficient. They're clean on offense. And Nashville, that's a tough arena to play in. And I so here's the thing I like, and here's the thing I dislike about Tuesday night. Complete game, great game. It's fun when you whoop somebody's ass. I think Saturday we will be in a tight game. And mm -hmm. then will them demons pop up again? Or will we finally slay that beast and climb that hill? So to be to be determined on whether we turn the corner last night. If you win Saturday, and I would prefer it to be 
70 to 70 with two minutes to go and you find a way to win. You do that. Okay. And then I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. What you started versus Missouri, you know, now you're going in the right direction. Yes. I think Bruce has really laid it out there to this team, man. I, I think after all the close losses and, and losing five out of six and just uh, everybody in the country kind of seeming, you know, talking like Auburn was backpedaling and there wasn't a lot of momentum for the NCAA tournament. Uh, we see some projections come out of Auburn as a 10 seed, man. I really think Bruce got this team in there and was like, hey, this isn't who we are. Let's go out and dominate. And that is what Auburn did. Uh, I, I do think this could be a turning point, this Missouri game. Uh, I, I know one of our followers on Twitter, he pointed out to me that in 2019, the turning point in that season was also a drubbing of Missouri. So, man, look, you put up 89 points and you have your best offensive performance of the year and it was a complete game on both ends of the floor. I think this is exactly what this Auburn team needed. Going into Nashville, I think you have to absolutely go in there and make a statement. I don't want to see a 70-70 to 70 game with two minutes left. I want to see Auburn up 15, uh, 20, all right? I, I want to see Auburn go in there and put their stamp in Nashville. I want Auburn to go in and absolutely hammer Vanderbilt, Dustin. I don't even want it to be a question, okay, because this is also a must-win game, all right, and then you follow it up with Ole Miss. That is another must-win game, and then you get a little flexibility with your last three, but I want these next two to be absolute blowouts. No questions. You leave no doubt for the committee, okay? You go in there and you handle business, the way it needs to be done. This is Auburn basketball, man. All right, our, like we've always said, our expectations are super high now uh, because we're done with the Tony Barbie days and the days of the past. It, that's not a thing anymore. So uh, I want to get over the 20-win hump. I want to finish this thing out. I said 4-2 and two on Twitter the other day. I, I'd like to go 5-1, and 6-0. and oh. You know, I want to finish this thing out strong, man. Um so that's where I'm at with that, Dustin. But, man, looking at this game, I wanted to do a little thing tonight where something new that we we don't normally do, but and that's ask you, uh, give me one play in the game that kind of just pinpointed to you that this was going to be a different night from the past previous five out of six games. Yeah. Dylan Carwell getting the offensive rebound, and then as he gets the rebound, Lior notices what's going on. Lior is about three feet in front of the three-point line. He pulls back. Dylan then gets the rebound. Knocking my table over here. Gets the <laughs> rebound. Right to right to Lior. Bang. Yeah. Um, I lost it. I lost my shit. Everybody in the apartment complex heard me. Because here's the yeah. here's the deal. Here's the deal, right? It's the bench. We need the bench. And Dylan Carwell is gonna give you 10 rebounds and eight mm -hmm. points. And mm -hmm. then Leor in 16 minutes is going to give you eight points and hit a couple threes. You've been the big, you've been the big person preaching this. If Leor can just come in and hit two threes a game, it yep. loosens you up. Now the defense has to respect it. And the thing that I liked about Leor's performance last night and what the whole play was indicative to me was hustling, energy, Dylan being in position to box out because there are times this year where Janai and Dylan are out of position. It's not lack of effort. This is a very this team plays hard. 
it, it doesn't mm-hmm. look that way sometimes because we just are so bad on offense. But yeah, I, they, they, we play hard. But the, being in position and then Leor having the awareness and the confidence. It's the confidence with these bench guys, with KD, with Dylan, with Leor, and all those guys last night were confident. And I thought that play signified that. And then obviously, when you hit a big three like that, it, it blows the top off the building. Everybody loves Leor. Dylan's probably the most popular athlete as far as just like Auburn fans. Just who do you love as a person? Yeah. Probably Dylan. Um, and yeah, I thought that was awesome. And it was just a sign of things to come. Yeah, bro. What Cardwell does at the football games and everything, uh, yeah. you can baseball tell he's too. yeah, yeah. He even comes to the baseball games, man. He does everything like uh, volleyball. Yeah, uh, we've seen him at gymnastics. Soccer. Yeah, so I mean, he does it all, man. Yeah, he does it all. So uh, he is definitely uh, the go-to guy uh, for Auburn athletics, man. Mister Popular, uh, Dylan Cardwell, and I love when you know he he gets them up and everything. <laughs> yeah, and Neville, yeah. man, uh, it's it's electric. Too. Yeah, bro. Like, like hey. It. Yeah, I love it, man. Uh, they everybody on the team kind of switched the hair up a little bit, man. I like that, you know. I like I like our team with headbands a lot better. Yeah, absolutely, bro. I love the headband look. Uh, but Dustin, man, I'm gonna have to go with Alan Flanagan uh, out in transition. Uh, he gives the little shoulder nudge and he says, "Hey, get off the tracks when the train's coming through." All right. You're not you're not strong enough to be in this paint down here, <laughs> all right? And I think it was a bounce back of what happened to him last Saturday with Brandon Miller. Uh, it was it was a confidence thing of saying, "Hey, look, you know, I can do that too. I'm here. Don't forget about me." Also, him opening up the game for Auburn with the three point shot, man, to take the early lead, three nothing, and never look back, man. So, Alan Flanagan. A uh, huge, huge performance from him. That is what we have to see in this Auburn team, in my opinion. Because uh, when he's going, man, it feels like Auburn's going, right? I mean, yeah, Alan Flanagan is that dude. The Achilles looks healthy now. And and just to see the struggle against Alabama and the bounce-back performance of Flan, man, uh, just, just an overall great performance. I know he played 24 minutes, went six of seven from the floor, one of two for three, and uh, had had 16 points, man. So uh, we know what he's going to bring defensively. And just to get 16 from him, I mean, you get that. These guys stepped up and helped win. Win might not have had his best offensive game. All right, He didn't even make a field goal. But last night he didn't have to. And I think that speaks volumes for this Auburn team. And one guy that I wanted to start out talking about, man, right here at the bottom of the screen, Katie Johnson, 15 points on five of nine shooting and four of six from three. Dustin, have we got our psycho back? Is he back? Is he back, Dustin? Uh, So I actually had a very pro Katie tweet ready. Yeah. And then out of superstition, I said, no, I'm not sending this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But – don't jinx it, man. Don't jinx it. I think it was Jay Phillips. Uh, he posted last night. It's four out of five games, maybe five out of six, where Katie's yeah. had uh, double digits. Some of those games, I don't think they're. I don't think you can look at it and say he's had double digit points. They were good games. I thought he was inefficient in, in getting some of those. But um, Bruce talked in his post game press conference about how over the last two or three weeks they identified something in Katie's shot. And if I understood him correctly, I, re- I listened to it twice because, you know, this press conference sometimes the mics are low and the questions can't yeah. get asked right. But um, basically my understanding of it is, is they, they had a drill in the offseason where like a net was in front of the shooter. 
and then you're the the gun there's like a gun shooting you a ball mm-hmm. and one way or the other they feel like that kind of messed because he shot hundreds of threes like that during the off they feel like it kind of messed with his form so marquise daniels in particular has been working with kd former auburn player what 10 yeah. 15 years in the league yeah. um marquise daniels has been working with him about kind of changing his release point a little bit and then they've said that he's been doing it in practice and shooting well but then when it gets back, when it gets into the game, he goes back to his old ways. Apparently, last night was the first night where from the get-go, he was shooting with the new form. So, hopefully. Do we have something? Do we have something? And look, the the, the defensive energy is back, which yes. went with, which we talked around the suspension. There was a good two or three weeks there where just we weren't, KD wasn't KD. And mm-hmm. we kind of saw that part of his game, just the mentality, the energy coming back over the past couple of weeks. Um, he made some – Flan did this too, and but he made some brilliant plays where they were trying to cut backside on the baseline, and KD and Flan were just ready for it, man, several mm-hmm. steals. Um, yeah, when we – like, again, Wendell Green, all five of his points come from the free throw stripe. By the way, check our free throw numbers. When you shoot eighty percent, boys, when you shoot eighty percent from the free throw line, you win mm. games. Mm. Um, but yeah, dude, he gives you. You're gonna give us five of nine. Like you're giving win that, and now you're giving win a rest. Yeah, dude, win had nine assists. Win had four nah. rebounds. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he he pitched in in other ways. Win played a great game. Um, he, did. he had got he had guys helping him. And here's the thing too. We talk about how Wynn has been getting tired late in these games. We're in a, we're in the hardest stretch of our season right now. We know what this all we know what this is. I'm not gonna say Wynn got a break last night, but he didn't have to he didn't have to give out as much energy physically as he had. He didn't have to give yeah. out as much mentally as he had. He got a bunch of help last night. It wasn't an off night, but he got a little bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And and that's that's what I was saying earlier is like. The stat sheet might have said, like, hey, like, Wynn didn't play great offensively, but he played phenomenal, all right? Nine assists, he didn't have to shoot the basketball last night, all right? Nope. And and I, I 100% agree with you there. Uh, maybe not a break, but he got his teammates involved, and his teammates answered the call, all right? They stepped up. They made shots. What have we preached on this podcast, Dustin? Help win. <laughs> help win Katie Johnson and Zepp Jasper helping. Okay. And both guys step up Zepp Jasper, man. I mean, looked as confident as ever last night. The yeah. stroke looked silky smooth, Dustin. I mean, you could, you could tell the difference in the shooters last night, man, stepping yeah. into their shots. Uh, Leor, man, just keep shooting the damn basketball, brother. It, Look, I, I, I said it last week, man. Look, shoot the basketball. Be confident. <laughs> Auburn has the guys that can make shots, all right? But I, I solely think it's a confidence thing, man. And you could see last night that when you let it fly and you're confident in it, good things come, all right? I, I, I just – Last night, man, I really think that is the Auburn team that we all expected from from the start, from the jump this year. And we finally got a complete basketball game, Dustin. We finally, for the first time, Auburn played a full 40 minutes on both ends of the court. They finally put one together. 
Um, and Dustin, one guy, man, is Jonah Broom. All right, he scared me a little bit w- with the foot. It, it looked like the toe. He come down on it a little wrong, but man, he had twenty points on eight of thirteen shooting and ten boards. Look, dude, the, the guy's a double double machine. All right, a double-double machine. I think he leads the SEC in double-doubles, if I'm not uh, mistaken there. Uh, but the dude's a monster in the paint. The the little hook floater was working last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri was too small, and, and he let them know, man. Uh, just down the lane, uh, the gives from Wendell and the flushes from Joe Nye, uh, just an absolute force, man. And, and how big of a factor and, and just – uh, a leader is this guy for the for these Auburn Tigers. At, when you talk as you were talking, I, I got the the picture in my head of when he gets the and one down low and he did this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just and, and I thought of you on your rant about uh, flan with the kiss because I'm thinking now I don't think the kiss is a tech and I don't think the shoulder shrug I'm too big for you boys yeah. is a tech. I don't think it's a tech. Okay, yeah. don't I'm not saying that he should have got tech. What I'm saying is there was two refs standing right there. So SC, mm-hmm. and this is the only thing I'm going to say about the refs tonight. Please be consistent in this because yeah. the way you've been calling it all year as much as I disagree with it, that's a tech. And then y'all are just standing so here's so, so I'm only making this point because of this. When Janai does it again Saturday, I don't want to see a tech. You mm. got to be consistent. We got to know what to, but I just, I thought of that as you were talking, but Janai is a dog, bro. Like he's the biggest dog on this team. Mm-hmm. You said the dude's a walking double, double. And here's the thing, at least for us, that's good. He's not quite NBA ready yet. And he's only, and he's only a sophomore. <laughs> True. So True. we still got time with this dude. He's still going to be on our team. And he's this good. And then mm-hmm. imagine another year in the weight room, like another yeah. offseason in the weight room. He's going to come back a little bit stronger next year. Um, very excited for just I, – I just – I got reminded of that last night. He's only a sophomore, man, and he's not – he doesn't He doesn't really have an NBA-style game. Um, he's – I'm not – this isn't a, a knock on him. I hope he goes to the NBA and is great. I think he's a very, very, very good college player. Um, and that's really good for us. And he's just gonna have nights like this, man. And yeah, they were too small. They can't. They can't handle Janai. Um, yeah. The only thing I only thing I would say that Janai is big boy. I can't speak to this. I never really got to dunk it that much. Um, but <laughs> you you've met my little brother, all six foot seven of them. He can speak more to this. Yeah. Uh, he actually got to dunk it a little bit. But laying with grace, baby. Just land. Just you're scaring this guy <laughs> twice. You're scaring us now. One yeah. of them, like his, his ankle kind of turned up, but yeah, man, just I don't know. What, I don't even know how to go. I don't know. I didn't never. I never could dunk. But uh, yeah, land land better for us to quit scaring us like that. And he probably would have went back in <laughs> if we weren't up by 20, 30 points. But look, bro, yeah, it gave it gave Dylan the opportunity to shine. And I wish he would have been able to get uh, one more bucket to get a double double. But yeah, man, Cardwell definitely did that. I, I keep looking back over here, Dustin. I'm watching Tennessee and Alabama, man, 42 to 40. On, Rocky Top. So, this is what I was about to ask you, Dustin, but you kind of gave me your answer, man. Uh, the way the yeah. SEC standings are right now, are you pulling for Alabama or are you pulling for Tennessee? Because as an, as a, as an Auburn fan, I know it's hard for us to, you know, you don't want to pull for Alabama ever at anything. 
But mm. looking at Tennessee at this yeah, eight and four in the SEC, you still got to play them again. Uh, they've beat you once. Who are you pulling for, man? Um, yeah. So you make you sometimes you have to make a choice in your life. You pick between your brain <laughs> or your heart. And I'm I'm going with my heart. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's better for Auburn if you know this happens. But I, huh, I don't want a Bama fan to catch this, but I don't think we have too many Bama listeners. It it bugs me to no end um that this is happening i mean i have accepted what's going on in football and to be honest with you i i've gone to the football god church and i've sat in confession for a long time and said <laughs> why are you doing this to us because yeah they don't deserve it like they're i don't really i'm only gonna thank us but there are other fan bases out there where i could say okay man whatever but they got paul bear bryant and nick saban like, yeah. if you take those guys out and look at records, they're they're still a, a nice program, but we're probably better. But the problem is the two greatest coaches of all time decided <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to Tuscaloosa. So yeah. I, I wrote that off and said, hmm, okay. I mean, it sucks, but, like, I'm also take a little bit of pride in it that the last game of the season is always my friends texting me. Oh, come on, Auburn. Y'all got to do it. Come on. And, and then the whole country is, is banking on us to get it done, right? And mm -hmm. and we do more times than not because – and I always feel like that's because we're not scared. Um, So, we're, we're – you know, football, it's okay. But basketball, we took this. We forced their hand. When yeah. we got bruised and got good, they said, we got to fire every Johnson, man. We can't have this. And now here we stand. This drives me nuts. So I don't care. I don't care. And I thought about this again because there was some discussion on some other Auburn podcast with the SEC schedule changes, right? And yeah. There were some rivalries are going to go. And there were some people, some people that I respect greatly, and people that I like a lot and have had cool discussions with, were saying, I don't care about rivalries. Man, to me, that makes college sports. And no doubt. I got a bumper sticker on my car that is a, is a, is an X going through an elephant. So like, yeah, dude, screw Bama, bro. I, long answer, but <laughs> but screw Bama, screw Georgia, screw LSU. Yeah, bro. Hey, how about those new projections with the with the rivals, man? All right, it, a lot of people were saying Vandy and Ole Miss would be the third for Auburn, but now they're saying LSU is going to be the third. It's going to be Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Like, uh, uh, we wild. Were, uh, Okay, let's let's go down this road real quick. Um, yeah, I think that Auburn needs to start standing up for Auburn a little bit more. Um, I just think there are times where we get shafted and accept it, and yeah. we do the whole Auburn Creed deal, and we're going to be bigger than that. Um, if they try to make our three permanent rivals those three teams, and then I'm going to watch. Ole Miss have Mississippi State and then whatever they, uh, you know what I'm saying like yeah nah like hell no dude if they try to do that um Cohen and Hugh and whoever else is involved in that Stephen Roberts all those people yeah you can't allow that I would I would refuse like I would I would I don't know how you I would literally say no that we're not like we're not we're not yeah yeah bro and and then like Alabama was the other one that stuck out to me cuz it was Tennessee, Auburn and LSU. So I was just like, dude, like Alabama and Auburn just getting uh no. you know 
Oh, man. Um, I'm not with that at all. That's yeah. not fair, bro. That's not fair because I watch a team like Oregon. I'm going to have to watch when it goes to 12 teams. And if they do that, I got to watch Oregon make the playoff while we sit out at eight and four. That ain't right. Who'd y'all beat? You get to watch Clemson go seven weeks without playing a ranked team. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I had to ask you that one real quick. Uh, but Dustin, man. Looking at this remaining schedule, all right, we got Vandy, Ole Miss, all right, and we know the three big ones at the end. Five games left. What do you think this Auburn team does over the next five games, man? Do you do, are you going to go ahead and pencil the next two in as dubs? Um, over the last five, man, give me a, give me what Auburn ends on. Give me a record, man. I want this. You know what? I'm going to do it. Before the season, I predicted. We lose nine games, so four and one. Um, there you go. If if you win Saturday, like come on, man. And then and then Saturday to me is the big game. Like I felt like coming into this week, you got to go two and zero. Oh. Um, yeah. And then I think you're gonna be okay. So and I and now coming off of how we won, I just this is the perfect opportunity to build momentum versus a good Vanderbilt team. I'm gonna say four and one and. I think the, the one loss will be at Alabama, and we have not won in Lexington, I believe, since me and you have been alive. Like, that's yeah. that hasn't happened since the early 80s, mid-80s, or somewhere around there. Um, so, yeah, I would like to – let's let's make a little bit of history, man. That, that needs to go. Four and one, I love it, man. Yeah, I was, I was kind of right there with you, man. I think we get Tennessee at home. I think we can get Kentucky on the road. Uh, we'll I'm just not so sure about getting Alabama on the road. That would be my one loss as well, Dustin. Um, man, one of the last things I wanted to ask you tonight, a lot of projections had Auburn as a 10 seed. Obviously they go out and put one of their best performances of the year up. Where do you see Auburn? If they get a win Saturday, new projections come out. Where do you see Auburn? Are they an eight seed, nine seed? Uh, where do you have them sitting at? Well, hopefully, uh, man, I don't even know. What, we, we were with the last four in, right? Yeah, it was like uh, a 10 seed, the last four by. I think we make the tournament, and I think we're going to end up probably around a seven or an eight. Seven or eight? Okay. Yeah, because I, th- yeah. I think cause the, a win versus Tennessee is going to be nice. A win at Kentucky is not going to be, you know, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's still a respectable win. Right. Over yeah, an all-time program. Yeah. And then, you know, you can mess around in the SEC tournament and maybe get a six seed, possibly. Yeah. If you win some games and make it run. So, it's six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Yeah, I was going to say like an eight seed, uh, maybe a seven. Get us to an eight seed and you win your first game of the tournament. Uh, the NCAA tournament, I should say. You win your first game of the NCAA tournament. I think you could be – a problem for a one seed in that second round. All right. That round of 32, I think you could, I think Auburn could be a problem for a one seed, uh, could potentially uh, give a one seed some fits. So, um, man, look, a lot of momentum for the podcast. Uh, I love the recaps. I know Auburn baseball is coming up this weekend. I'll be up there. I know Tanner said he's going to make his way to the Plains and everything. Man, 
like I said, we, we've had Mikey Ma took on here. We've had Lindsey Crosby doing the Auburn baseball breakdown. Uh, we, we, we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. We've, we've posted six videos on yeah. YouTube, man, and we're at 100 Good. subscribers. 99 uh, so, was pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, but, you know, I, I'll give you the floor like I always do, uh, leaving this thing and, and ending this episode and just plug whatever you want to plug, man, and uh, it's your time to shine. I got the geniuses uh, moving in above me that have been moving in all week, starting at seven o'clock at night and then leaving at nine o'clock. It's an what? apartment. It's an apartment. Just move in. I moved in in, yeah. mine in an hour. This, sh- oh my god. Um, I posted a, a post on Twitter and just kind of it was a, it was a personal post. Uh, a big a big week for me this week. Uh, not going to really get into it too much. If you. But a lot yeah. of our listeners have reacted or whatever, and it's a personal thing, so you can kind of read it. If you read the post, you can look into it. But I just want to say this. Um, number one, I appreciate all the positive feedback. And number two, my DMs are open, man. Like, if, you've ever, if you're going through something, if – like, mental health is key, I promise you. No matter what you're going through, whether you're battling some kind of addiction or just depression or whatever, um, you're not going to get a hold of any of that. Like, even – like – and. You know, we talked before, man, like I'm a person of faith, but like God's not just going to swoop in and save you. He's not. Yeah. You you got to do the work like you've got to figure out your mental process, what's going on in your brain. And when you start asking tough questions of yourself, you'll probably be able to start figuring it out. You'll probably be able to say, OK, man, I'm not doing right here. I'm not doing right here. I'm not doing right here. And it leads down this whole thing. Simple things. What you eat the kind of movies you watch, the stuff that you intake, the people that you hang around, all that kind of stuff can influence your mood and just how you live your everyday life. So if you're struggling, man, if you're somebody out there, um, I've came through a lot of shit in my life, as a, as a lot of people have. So yeah. if you just need somebody to talk to or whatever, man, and yeah, I'm, just, I'm getting a ton of engagement on this tweet. So if I haven't responded back to you yet, I'm sorry. I'll try to get it to everybody. I didn't expect it to go as crazy as it has. Yeah. But uh, man, I'm always open for conversation. Um, I came out, I'm, I'm on the back. I came out of, of a dark time and never been happier in my life. Uh, extremely blessed to be where I am. It's, uh, super excited to be doing this podcast with you. It's just, just everything's on the up and up. So if you're one of the people out there, man, you listen to this and you're struggling and you need somebody to talk to, I would be more than willing and happy to do that, man. Uh, so I love. I love that, man. And, and I'm happy for you and, and I'm proud of you. And look, Dustin DM'd me one day, all right, and said, hey, look, you know, basically, uh, I'd like to start working with you, take a chance on me. And and I felt I felt something with Dustin. All right. I said, hey, look, the dude is an Auburn fan. He loves Auburn. He shares that same passion as me. He's a guy that I could get on here. And uh, and I know we could we could grow together. And, you know, it's it's been it's been an honor, man. It's been a blessing to have you on here and uh, just to hear, you, you know, the small story that you just told. Uh, and and to see you doing so well now, uh, I'm 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 damn proud of you, dude. And and I really enjoy you uh, doing this podcast with me. I know it's it's been great. I know we went to the the Penn State game and everything. I know that kind of sucked, but uh, <laughs> you know we, we 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 got to hang out for a little bit there, and and um, it, it's just been a blast, man. I know Auburn baseball is coming up, and and I'm sure we'll meet up there at Plainsman Park this year, and and I know. Uh, we're we're headed for big things, man. So uh, you know, I really appreciate you doing this thing with me. It's a blast. That's the thing, man. And number one is it's fun, and then uh, you know, just I've on like a personal level, like 
just being you're a friend now and uh you know i'm glad to glad to know you man glad you came in my life it's just it's just been fun just building relationship and to everybody that listens to us like thank you thank you for taking like thank you for taking us seriously there's a million podcasts out there um so just thank you for clicking on ours we really appreciate it man absolutely man and dustin uh what a breakdown man what a game what a performance from the auburn tigers man i I just do it again stack them up Stack them up, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So with that being said, uh, we're going to hop out of here tonight. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. If you could, go subscribe. Click the bell on the YouTube channel so you get notifications of when we drop our content. Uh, Go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave a five-star review. Um, just just let us know what we can improve on. Hit the DMs up if you would like to come on the show. If you have any interest, we can get you on here. We've been bringing guests on and doing interviews, so uh, we would be more than excited to even – look, you don't have to be a – we can even get one of the people that listen to us, get an audience in here, and and just pick your brain about Auburn sports and get your opinion. We would love that. Uh, and, and so I know I got a couple of Alabama buddies that said that uh, – talking about Alabama basketball, they said, hey, man, I would like to come on and just talk a little bit about Alabama basketball. Even though you're an Auburn podcast, like, you know, we would love to just come on and and just talk about the rivalry and, and you know, how Alabama is number one this year. Auburn was number one last year. And I was like, hell yeah, man, like, come on. Like, I think it's great for the state in basketball. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah, man, it, it, it's awesome. So, with that being said, we're going to hop out of here. We're going to end this one, and we will leave you all with a war damn eagle like always. We will catch you on the next one. We're out.